Truth is, there was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. I am Iron Man. Oh, we shall ever hold to this If it be worthy, shall possess the powerful. We could fight the battles. You've been asleep, Cap, for almost 70 years. If we can't protect the Earth, I'm always angry. Ultra in the flesh. You're all killed. You think I'm a child of Ultra? The Avengers extinction. Mr. Stark, you become part of a bigger universe. You think you're the only superhero in the world? We're the guardians of the galaxy. All right, guys, I'm in position. I'm gonna signal the end. Trying to keep you from turning the Avengers apart. Captain? Did that when you said Big fan of Spider-Man. I believe this is yours, Captain America. Doctor. No. It's strange. It is Doctor Strange, not Master Strange, not Mr. Strange. You're the Spider-Man. Doctor Strange. From YouTube. I'm not. I'm not. What were you the god of again? Don't freeze. I never freeze. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger issue. Boys, it is here. Infinity War. Ten years. Marvel. It's finally here. We Welcome to Screen Review Time Warp. I'm Tyson. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. And we're just too excited at the moment. Oh my god. Because after ten long years of Marvel movies, well not even ten long years, ten glorious years of Marvel movies, we are finally at the culmination. Avengers The epicenter, three, if you will. The yep. epicenter. The nucleus <laughs> of the membrane. Avengers Infinity War. It's all been leading to oh. this. Oh, yeah, man. It literally has all been leading to this. Oh. Oh. And not that it only meet our expectations, it shattered them. Oh, well, <laughs> a cinema milestone. We will get into that in just a second. In the meantime, however, we're going to start in the past. As we always do. Yep. As we always do here on screen. We are going to attempt... Attempt. We're going to attempt to go through every single Marvel movie leading up to Infinity War. That is correct. Andrew, then we will Andrew talk. Did it. A- yep, and then we will talk about Infinity War, mm. and then we will, for the future, look at all the uh, upcoming Marvel mm. releases. Short mm. and sweet. Oh, concise. We've got a lot of ground to cover. A lot of information. So, do you guys remember the very first? Oh, for the record as well, we are only covering Marvel Cinematic Universe. The MCU. Yep. No Fox. Yep, so no X-Men's going to be in here, no, no Deadpool's going to be in here either. No. All right, what was the very first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie ever? Iron Man. Iron Man number one. John Favreau. 2008, written by Mark Fergus, Hawk Ostby, Art Macram, Matt Holloway, and directed by John Favreau, who plays... Mm. Um, Happy. Happy, mm. that's right. He does security so. guard. Yes. So, looking back 10 years ago, what do we remember about Iron Man 1? What do we think was good, bad? How do we... I remember I was pretty young you when this came young. out. We, I was were, young. we were young. Yes, yeah. you were young. Back when you guys were young. Back yeah, 10 so years ago. Um, so when this came out, this kind of blew my mind when I watched it for the first um, time. Um, I was, of course, like a little kind of pre-teenager. So I was like, oh my goodness, action, action, action. This is so <laughs> sick. Um, but looking back, it's actually really well done. Mm. Um, John Favreau has done such a good job 
really just kickstarting it off and mm. providing a great foundation for characters to be built mm. on. Yeah. I would dare say it's a near perfect movie. You know what? I would probably agree with you. Cause I think the only yeah, way you'll find a problem is if you really nitpick it. But if you just mm. sit down and watch this movie, it flows nicely. Oh. It's great from start to finish. You're engaged from the start to the finish. Mm, of course. There's yeah. nothing bad about this movie. It even is... even the villain is good. Yeah. yeah. You gotta yeah, give Jeff him that. Bridges. Jeff Bridges oh, is good. Mate. Yeah. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it's such a great popcorn flick. Mm. I remember watching this originally and when it gets to the end by the way, we're spoiling all eighteen of these movies leading yes. up to it. So we can't if, not. Yeah, if you haven't seen any you of got, the previous you had ones. 10 years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I remember when it gets to the end of this and Iron Man reveal oh sorry, Tony Stark reveals that he is Iron Man and then when Agent Colson's there he's like, I'm from the strategic homeland intervention, blah blah blah. You can call us Shield for for short. I was like, Oh my goodness, Shield And it was at that point where it's like Hang on, they are doing something. Yes, and then you something's wait, going on here. You wait to the very first end credit scene, and mm. you've got uh, Nick Fury comes along. Oh. He's like, "You think you're the only one with superpowers? I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative." Oh, what a great oh. way to bait us in! Oh, I still mate. remember that happening, and mm. you going to me, "That's the Avengers," and in my in superiority, I was like, <laughs> "Who?" Who are the Avengers? And then, yeah. oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine me not knowing? Wow. Can you imagine an Andrew 10 years ago being, oh, what's the Avengers? Goodness. Who is Nick Fury? <laughs> like, I loosely knew who the Avengers were, but when Tyson was like, it's the Avengers, I was like, remind me again. Who <laughs> are the Avengers? Mm. Wow. <laughs> I, would, I could not picture that. There you go. So that was May 2008. And mm. uh, in classic Marvel style, we didn't have to wait very long until number two came out. Do you mm. remember what number two was? Incredible Hulk. The, the Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Luke. Released only June 2008. Man, that so was only like one month between them. Yeah. That was a big year for superhero films. Yep. Dark Knight was as well that. Ugh. Yeah, it's true. What, so the, sorry, go. What we have to look at here is the foresight and vision of um, Kevin, Kevin Feige. Kevin yeah, Feige. definitely. Because he started in Iron Man 1 setting all this up. Oh, yeah. Like, he had Thanos ready to go when mm. they did that. For anyone who is unaware, Kevin Feige is the producer, mm. the main uh, head honcho of the mm. Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he's sure been is. on board since movie number one. Would have been mm-hmm. so risky leading up to that, hey? Like mm. trying to con- um, convince Paramount and investors that this was like a, a worthy kind of... Well, I think I think Iron Man 1 was, you know, even John Favreau and um, Kevin Feige, mm. they're oh, like, yep. this, this has to work, and mm. if it doesn't... Mm. Everything's ruined. Yeah. Mm. So it was all on John yeah, Favreau to get this right. You yeah. Know? And, you know, then he was like, I want Robert Downey Jr. Mm. as Tony Stark. I was like, you want who? Yeah. <laughs> who now? <laughs> well, The Incredible Hulk, uh, not to be confused with Hulk, with Eric Banner. We're talking about The mm. Incredible Hulk starring mm. Edward Norton. Yes. Uh, it was written by Zach Penn. It was mm. released June 2008. It was directed <laughs> by Louis Luteria. Yes. Um, yeah, that was, I remember again as well, this is... I remember reading an article in Empire mm. and it was like, oh, apparently apparently Robert Downey Jr. has a cameo in The Incredible Hulk. And mm. it's like, what? what? Why? <laughs> Which now is just like so standard. Oh, yeah, definitely. You get upset if no one's in exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. but, but back then it was like, I don't understand. And then again, that end credit scene where yeah. he Put walks into the bar. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so bright, classic. the light coming in from the door. Yep. Yeah. Like a blinding Like light. an angel oh, yeah. my coming in to set what, up what the Avengers. What is it the general says? Tony Stark, you always wear such nice suits. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. 
Oh, I I really enjoyed the Incredible oh, Hulk. I did I as did. well. I thought but it was awesome. I did the Marvel movie a week. This was the only one I didn't do. Why? Wow. Just, Just because I'd seen it a few weeks earlier when I was actually in Bali yeah. um, on holiday and it was on, on TV, the TV there, so I watched it. So yeah. I was just like, I'm not going to do it again. Subtitles and all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not going to do it again two weeks later. I was like, I just can't. I loved it. <laughs> the most fun memory I have of the movie is um, Bruce Banner. He's just turned into the Hulk from that massive um, fight in the factory. And he's walking down the yes. street. Um, and like the um, the 70s theme plays on the piano. The boom, 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 boom. Honestly, that's sweet. Oh. <laughs> I like how... Um, uh, Lou Fregno, who was yeah. the Hulk yeah. in the TV series, he's the bodyguard at the mm. university, and he voices the Hulk as well. Yes, and he well, voices the Hulk. He voiced and did like motion capture for the Hulk until Thor Ragnarok. Then it was oh, all really? Mark Ruffalo. Mm. Oh, yeah. there you go. I guess it makes sense. I mean, Thor Ragnarok was a very different style of Thor yeah. moving around, and Hulk as well. But we will I, get to that. Yeah. We will get. To I that. will very quickly. I would like to just say, the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, is actually one of my favorite characters in comic book. Uh, mythos mm. because he's so so powerful like mm. that idea of like the Hulk when he gets angry he only gets stronger and yeah. he can breathe well I mean he doesn't have to breathe so he can fight underwater and in outer space and how his skin is basically indestructible, indestructible. and that whole like yeah. e- like if he's losing he just starts winning instead and it's mm. just that whole super powerfulness mm. that I, I just think it's a really good element of yeah. the of um the Incredible Hulk. Mm. But yeah. Mm. And Edward Norton was, in my eyes, a better... Oh, yeah. A I better think so Bruce Banner. Well. He was oh, awesome. Yeah, I would agree. It's a shame that that didn't um, ever pan out with him working yeah. with... Um, Marvel. Marvel. The MCU, yeah. Yep. But, but he laid the groundwork. Laid the groundwork him. for he's a great amazing... Actor. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Mm. Um, okay, number three. Mm. Released May 2010. So we had to wait two years... Two, wow. two years in between The Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2. Wow. Released May 2010, written by Justin Theroux and directed by John Favreau. Justin Theroux wrote it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so awesome. same director as Iron Man 1, different writer, however. Yeah. Um, Iron Man 2 is often, often pitched as kind of like a bad Iron Man. I really enjoyed it. I liked Iron Man 2. I thought, it, I thought it was okay. You thought I it was upon, okay? Again, I was like I was like a teenager when all these came out, so yeah. of course I thought they were the best thing ever. Then upon re-watching them, I was kind of like, oh yeah, that was kind of okay. The reason I liked Iron Man 2 so much was actually um, Mickey Rourke as the villain, mm, as, as Whiplash. Whiplash. He was good. He could have been better, if you ask me. He could have been more evil. I think he could have been written better, to be yeah. honest. Oh, yeah. see, I actually I thought he was written quite well, because it, so in my mind... and. Granted, it's been a while since I've rewatched this, mm. but in my mind, it, he had a purpose of I want to take down Tony Stark because he, what he did, led to my father dying. And you know what, Stark? I'm actually as clever as you, and I'm willing to go to any length to try and to mm. get to you, kind of thing. I really liked it, but mm. no, yeah. don't get me wrong. So, I loved Iron Man too, as well. It, this is where you can start picking it apart and being like, right, yeah. This needed maybe a little bit more work. Mm. Maybe don't let mm. him ad lib in this bit here. Mm-hmm. Just be like, here's your script. Say what you got to say. Yeah. So mm. uh, it, still great direction yeah. by John Favreau though. Yeah. Oh, he still outstanding. Did a, he still did a good job of directing this. Yeah. And first appearance by um, Black Widow. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yes, you're right. Mm. Uh, first appearance where she again is just the love interest of someone because apparently that's what Marvel likes doing with Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> But yeah. uh, Iron Man 2, he's, he's sick as well. The um, chest. That's the, right. I forgot about chest, that. He was getting mm. an infection from it. So that was a whole storyline for him to clinicals. create a new element. Mm. That's right. He creates a new element. A new element. And 
the first sign of Captain America as well when he's oh, trying to set up the yes. uh, the tube in his yeah, workshop. Yeah, the shield's there. And he pulls out the shield. He's like, that's it. How did it. he get the shield? It was in a box. Oh, okay. And he's like, that's it. That's what I need. And then puts it underneath but the big pipe the and box, it bends. Did shield just give him the box? Yeah, he got a whole bunch of boxes that's from right. How did shield not... Oh, so this is nitpicking that this has gone too far. It's not the it's not the real... Like, it's clearly placed as a cameo because it's not yeah. even yeah, a complete yeah. shield. It's got like... It's, it's a design. It, well, it's yeah, honestly yeah. like a prop design. Like, it's got yeah. wires that mm. stick behind it for reinforcement and stuff like mm. that. Yeah. But it's... Yeah. Mm. But it was still there. When you saw it, you are like... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm, there you go. Uh, so that was number three. Um, again, another year. May 2011 was our fourth film. Wow. The introduction of Thor. Ooh. The God of Thunder. The now, God this is also where we start getting... Uh, this is the first movie that had a crazy amount of writers. Mm. Um, Ashley Miller, Zach Stentz, Don Payne, J. Michael Straczynski was uh, one of the story writers, and Mark Protasevich was also a story writer, and it was directed by Kenneth Branagh. Mm. Hmm. There you go. Now, Thor. Yes. Thor. Originally, they were going to go with the guy... Who was just in that movie Tarzan? Alexander Sazgard. Yeah. Okay. They were going to go with him, and bit, then bit Chris lean. Hemsworth nearly lost the role to his brother. Yes. Really. And then he landed the role, so wow. we could have had a completely different Thor to what we have now. Um, which could have been a good thing. Could like have. I mean, I mean Thor now is great after Ragnarok, but yeah, uh, before Thor, then he was a big... He was very Shakespearean and very... Uh, that was just well, the direction of the director. Yeah, exactly. And Oh, especially yeah. Kenneth Bragner. He's directed so many Shakespearean adaptations yeah, yeah. during his time. But yeah, it's... Uh, look, Thor 1... It was a good in, introduction. Introduced a good character, set yeah. up the whole um, Asgardian uh, mythos. Mjolnir. Yeah. Mjolnir. Mjolnir, yep, that's it. El Mjolnir. Loki, mm. Odin. Yeah. yeah, Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Awesome. Actually, really? Gosh, that actually set up the whole... Set up for Avengers. Like yeah, that's... it did. I'm pretty sure there was an end credit scene that set up Avengers with the Tesseract. Yes. Yes. That's right, because the Doctor goes to see Nick Fury. Mm. That's right. And then yes. Loki's in the reflection of the mirror going, well, that's interesting. Mm. Yes. Loki. Mm. I love Loki. Loki's one of, <sighs> Loki is one of the best designed characters in this yeah. cinematic universe. Oh. I think he's got more depth in this cinematic universe than he does in the actual comics mm. as well. Mm. And so Hemsworth well. was another character, or comic book character, that got too big for his costume. They had, to oh, alter, really? they had to alter the costume around him because he got too big. That's Australians, mate. Yeah. That's it. Oak. Yep. <laughs> Pure oak. <laughs> All right, continuing on. After Thor in May 2011, we didn't have to wait long. July 2011 mm. came another first character's appearance. Yes. Do you know which one it was? Captain, Captain America. America. Captain the America, first the first Avenger. <laughs> now, this is actually a very important uh, point. This is... Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Mm, the boys. Neither the McFeely. The, the first time that they appear as writers in the mm. Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they, they wrote the rest of the... They Captain wrote a number of big name But they wrote the rest of that. the Captain Americas, didn't they? They did. I they know all, they wrote Civil War. They wrote part of Thor The Dark World. Mm-hmm. They mm. wrote the other Captain America. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yep, they also wrote Civil War. Mm-hmm. They also wrote... Um, uh, I'm just looking through my notes now. Infinity, Infinity War. Infinity War. And they've also they've written Avengers 4. Yeah. So Kevin Feige has a lot of faith in them. Yes. Very, a lot of faith in them. Which is interesting because I remember... Well, sorry. Most people don't rate Captain America 1 very highly. Okay. What's your opinion of Captain America 1? It's good. <laughs> That's it? It's, it's good. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> really, good. It's, a great, it's good. It's a great movie for, for Captain America, especially if you don't know much about the character and how he became who he is. Okay. And yep. w- and what he stands for and mm. all of that, you know, like no guns, 
and stuff like that. Well, obviously, he has guns in this movie, but he's not. going to say he, he. He's he's not out to kill. Mm. You know, he's obviously there just to maim <laughs> and move forward. You know, but mm. it, it it is a really great introduction of this character and like the whole serum and all of that, how he becomes Captain America from a weenie mm. lad and stuff. It was good to see that on the big screen. One of the greatest scenes in a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. in any movie, is in this one. Um, not because the scene itself is particularly great, but I think it's a... See, one of the big arguments I had about this movie, not at the time, I think at the time I was just enamored and I was like, oh my goodness, Marvel movies are amazing. <laughs> but looking back on it, the thing I remember was that he wasn't very Captain America-like. Mm. As in, like, his character in the comics is so strong and mm. certain and he's, like, a solid leader. Mm. And in his first movie, he's not. Very Ooh. naive. Yeah. But with one exception. Mm-hmm. The part where Tommy Lee Jones' character comes in, he's like... That's right, in this movie. And he, mm. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. he comes in and he gets the prop grenade and he's that's like... Right. Um, you know, it's... I can't remember what he says, but he makes some line. He throws the grenade in. He's like, grenade! And everyone scatters. And then Chris Evans' character, in this yep, kid, Captain America, yeah. even though he's not the super soldier at this point, he lunges onto the grenade and curls himself around it. And he's it like, everyone, everyone get back. Yeah. And so at that point, you're like, oh, that is what Captain America is. Yep. Captain America is a person who will lay down his life mm. for his fellow man. For yeah. what he, yeah. Yeah, for what he believes in. It, yes. Mm. Key. And the introduction of the Red Skull. Yep, that's well. right. Introduction mm. to Red Skull. Also, the other... Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yes, Hugo Weaving. The boy. Yep. Um, the main argument I get when I talk to people about this film is that it can't seem to decide what time period it's in. Okay. As in, you've got World War Two. Oh, yes, I see. And laser rifles. Yeah. It's true. What do you think? But wasn't laser rifles because of the Tesseract? That's what they were harnessing the power from? Um, yes, but it's still like... Hydra is still very technologically yeah, advanced it's still, like for it's, the 1940s. Exactly. Mm. It's a superhero film, get over yeah. it. Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like, yeah, at this point, um, I mean, grounded superhero films weren't really a presence in Marvel um, as they are kind of right now. It was yeah. more, they were very comical in their approach. I feel yes. like you've got Thor, um, and Captain America especially, very comical, the very very much staying true to who they are. Like we mentioned, yeah. very Shakespearean in Thor. And here it's a lot more kind of um, 1940s Jack Kirby, like kind yeah. of, um, I won't say over the top, but definitely like you've got the villain who wants to kind of take over the world and, you know, you've got to stop the nuclear missiles from going off and that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have fond memories about it, but also because, well, it's... And it introduces you to Bucky Barnes as well. Mm. That's right. The yes. Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which I didn't know much about okay. Bucky mm-hmm. until obviously Captain America Winter Soldier. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I didn't know that storyline. Wow. Just, there was many things I didn't know. The times they are a changing. Yeah, that's it. There was Ten many years. things I did not know. Many things. All right. So that was 2011. Again, mm. we had to wait almost a year for the next one, but yeah. the, next the next movie one? was a big one. Mm. It was The Avengers. Oh, Ooh. The Avengers. The oh. Avengers, the first one. Yes. Written by Joss Whedon Oof. and a story by Zach Penn and directed by Joss Whedon as well. Mm. Um, it was one of his one of his earliest movies he ever directed, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hasn't got a lot in his filmography. In no, terms no of not films. many mil- uh, well, I mean, movies. Now, <laughs> now he's got a very impressive resume. Yes. But, mm. Mm, so... The Avengers, it was the first grouping ever of Captain America, The Incredible Hulk, mm. Hawkeye, mm-hmm. uh, Black Widow. Well, Hawkeye was in Thor. Thor and Sorry? Hawkeye was in That's Thor. That's right. Was he in, was. Yeah, was he was in, in the Watchtower. He was in the Watchtower. Yeah. He's the guy who went up 
in the crane while Thor was making his way to the hammer, mm. beating up everyone. Pew, 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 pew. And he was watching him going like, you sure you want me to intervene? Like, who am ah, I meant to be helping? That's right. I'd mm. forgotten about that. Yep. That was his very brief, brief cameo. Mm. It's amazing how the... Um, so subtle. Yeah, exactly. The subtlety is, uh, I think, lost in some yeah. of the newer movies. You don't get that. Yeah. Kind Before of you thing. even saw his face when they were like, we need someone up in the tower, you see him go for a, a, bow. a, a, a rifle. Oh, and, right. then, and then that's right. And then goes yes. for the bow. Oh, I'd forgotten about that scene. That's amazing. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, Andrew, you you're bringing me back. <laughs> Nostalgia. <laughs> but anyway, the Avengers, uh, oh, so it was, uh, Loki was the main villain here. Yes. And Working the on behalf Loki, of... Well, Loki and the yeah. Chitari were invading... The Chitari. Yeah, were invading New York. Um, first big team movie mm. of, of... Any uh, superhero. Any superhero yeah. or anything like that. Um, look. Team up. I I really enjoyed this. I rewatched mm. the trailer for this just yeah. before you guys got here. <laughs> Um, which also had this very crazy rock underlying soundtrack to it. <laughs> Trailers um, in the early um, 2010s were weird. Oh, they yeah. weren't. They weren't yeah, quite. No, okay, as, they weren't quite <laughs> as developed now as you know. One note. Yeah. Gradually build CGI shots. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Loki comes in. He's uh, he's after the Tesseract. Mm. He's basically laying waste to New York. Wait, is he after the Tesseract? He has the Oh, no, he has the Tesseract. Sorry, yeah. you're right. Yeah, He wants to open the portal for the Chitauri to come down. That's right. Because yeah. old mate Thanos is like, hey, go take over Earth for me. That's yeah. right. And it's yeah. the and very the, first. Yep. He has the glowing stick of destiny. Oh, yeah, that's right. Loki's the scepter. scepter. Yep. Mm, yep. Turns Hawkeye into a Slave. still bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's right. 12 years. Um, brilliant, brilliant movie. First mm. team up ever. Mm. Look, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Is so there so anything, good. anything you can pick apart from this? Anything that was no. not so well done? Props to Joss Whedon, man. No, the amount of nothing. pressure he would have, like writing the story, um, doing the screenplay and the story and directing. Crazy. Yeah. I think the first one, I don't know if there would have been much pressure. There would have probably been a lot of like, I'm going to help you with this because we want it to be good. Yeah, right. So they probably would have taken their time mm. and got it a lot better. But obviously when we get to Avengers 2, then the pressure's on because yeah. you need yeah. to live up to that first one that you've mm. done. And, you know, you need A, B, and C to click mm. as we going forward into the future. Yeah. Where with Avengers, like, it was all leading to this anyway. Mm. And now it's like, boom, here's your movie. Yeah. We'll take it from here after yeah. this. Yeah. So the first one was good just because I don't think there was that pressure of an Avengers before that. Oh, yeah. I, so. think, I think what they did do very, very well um, in Avengers 1 was bring everyone in mm. and not spend ages on like uh exposition yeah ex- mm. thank you exposition or like explaining things it was just kind of like here where have you been where and, have you been yeah exactly been? it was just kind of like cool even you know what actually that was one thing like thor appears even though the bifrost is broken yep. he appears and they don't spend his time being like oh it's just like we used all of asgard's energy to get me here yeah I'm like oh, okay yep cool and we keep going so it, it wasn't and there was just lots of great battle scenes it was mm. very well shot very well directed um and obviously set the scene for yeah. and many that, many more to come and that one scene where you know you do the rotation around the whole team mm. all looking up the one shot the one yes. shot that oh. just you can tell everyone was just like oh yeah oh magical absolutely magical, magical. all right that was avengers yeah mm. we then again had to wait a full year a full wow. year these gaps, they are for just for a bit of a clarica- clarification. I think we've had five come out in the last twelve months. So we have like two or three a year. Now. Yeah, we have now, like yeah. three so a year now. Now it seems so. Now it's like oh my goodness, we had to wait a whole year in between movies. 
or two years in between mm. Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2. But anyway, after the first Avengers mm. came mm. Iron Man 3. Mm. Written by... Uh, sorry, released May 2013. Written by Drew Pierce and Shane Black and directed by Shane Black. Mm. I'm going to put it out there. Yep. I really didn't like this one. Yeah, this is this is where some of the wheels did start to fall off. You serious? Yeah. Wow. How so? The Mandarin. The Mandarin. Oh, yes. That was a problem. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If they, I, I know for story-wise what they did was sound, mm-hmm. but that character who was playing the Mandarin, who yeah. was... Ben Kingsley? Yeah, was fake. He was brilliant. Like, he, a, he, he made me scared. Mm. You know, he, he was a bad guy. standing actor. Yeah. You know, and then, like, people breathing fire and all. I was like, what? What? What's going on? But yeah, it was I confusing. Enjoyed the extremists, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, I actually quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed how they really stripped mm. um, Tony down. Yeah, like, I did like stripped that. Stripped down the suit. Um, not and he so was having like the that. PTSD and stuff yeah, after Avengers. Yeah, that actually is the one thing that I did really like. The one mm. thing in this movie that I really liked was um, the fact that Iron Man was suffering PTSD. And he's and out of everyone, he's he's still human. Yeah. yeah. He's not super strength. He's not a god. He doesn't mm. turn into a monster. He's just yeah. a man in a suit. Mm. Yeah. And, and that... he's been to space, fallen out through a black hole. Mm. Thought he was going to die. Yeah. And he's suffering with it. Yeah. <laughs> like a normal human would. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is as I was going to say, that is the one part of this movie where I'm like, this is good because it grounds him again. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't put him on this lofty pedestal where he is, because he has become this like de facto leader of the Avengers, which, yeah. which he was... N- as far as I'm aware, never planned to be. No. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it meant that he was, as you said, Andrew, it brought him down. He's like, he is a human. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, apart from that, I really didn't like it. <laughs> the very, villain, the villain could have been better. The yeah, villain was very old, average. Old mate Guy Pierce. I was going to say Guy yeah. Pierce turned out. Um, and then lots of other... War Machine would, had quite a big input in this movie. He was good. He was oh, good. Yeah, I'll give that. Yeah, as opposed Patriot. to the Iron Patriot in Iron mm. Man 2. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Iron Patriot. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, he was in 3. No, he was in 2. Uh-huh. Remember the final scene of 2? They're fighting together in that big dome? It's Is not he... the Iron Patriot. The, if you're talking about the, the Iron... War Machine. Yeah, War Machine. The Iron yeah, Patriot's but... in 3, where he's got like the American colours on the suit. No, but they called him Iron Patriot in the first one. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's right. Do not challenge me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was movie number seven. Yes. Uh, movie number eight, yep. released November 2013. Mm-hmm. Thor, The Dark World. Mm. Pretty meh. Very meh. Yeah, yeah pretty meh. Opinion. Like I was saying to you guys before, like it's not that... Bad, but out of all of the MCU, definitely the weakest. It's definitely the bottom one. Mm. Now that being said, it was written by Christopher Yost, Christopher Marcus, and Stephen McFeely, mm, the guys boys. who went on to write so many other good ones. So, though, so just but a do you reminder, think it was the script, or do you think it was the direction of the director? Because it wasn't John Favreau for that one, was it? You mean Thor, Kenneth Branagh? Thor: The Dark World. No. Yeah. So uh, it, it had a story written by Don Payne and Robert Rodat. Rodat. Mm. Um, it was directed by Alan Taylor. Mm. Yeah. This was his doctoral debut. Mm. He'd only, was it really? Yeah, he directed various episodes of Game of Thrones. Um, and I think Breaking Bad. Like he directed mm. the the pilot for Game of Thrones. Okay. And so on. He also directed Terminator Genesis as well, which came out twenty fifteen. So. See, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind it either. Ugh. Much better than Terminator Three. Ew. <laughs> anyway, um, Thor: The Dark World. Look, I'll be honest. I I really didn't like this one as well. Mm. Um, this is where I would actually I would agree with you, Andrew. I think mm. this is where Marvel started to lose some of their traction because yep. Iron Man 3 
wasn't super well received. Like it but wasn't terrible. It, it, did, it did really well though. Oh yeah, it did it well. It did a lot yeah. of money. But it, wasn't as, but it wasn't as strong as Iron Man 1. But that was coming off the back burner of, of Avengers. Avengers. Of course. Exactly. Yeah. Of course. Um, and then Thor Dark World comes out and I don't think people were super no. happy That's when everyone that was like, either. hey, hey, hey. And just getting <laughs> Thor fatigue as well because mm. the character doesn't really kind of go anywhere. Yeah. Like he's always going out saving Natalie Portman mm. and you've got Kat Dennings and Stellan mm. Sazgar. Well, he loses his mother. He does, but yeah, there's but... no there's no arc. Mm. There's no I was once this, now I'm this. Mm. It's I was Thor, you know, a bit of a jerk. Mm. Um, now I'm back. But it I'm... does introduce us to one of the Infinity Stones. It does, but you know, which to me isn't a stone. Zach, I <laughs> it's think liquid. You, I think you hit it straight on the head. Yeah. Um, he has that arc in Thor one mm. from very cocky, yeah. through to being a um, bit more wiser, a bit more wise, yeah, yeah, and having the. The authority to wield Mjolnir, the hammer, doesn't go anywhere. But then in two, you're right; he just is there. Mm. The mm. only good thing, in my opinion, in Thor: The Dark World, is Loki. Mm. Mm. Loki was Tom Hiddleston there. Yeah, his progression in mm. that movie was brilliant. Oh, fantastic! Because he goes from being brought completely low mm. to then, um, yeah, having his that that whole development of like his mother died but that wasn't his act, that wasn't mm. actually his mother but he still feels that loss yeah. and mm. where he sits in this family um i think mm. i think loki was brilliant in that movie i think everything else in that movie was kind of how big meh. is the gap between dark world and ragnarok um pretty big i'm just checking for you yeah. now well, so you think of how thor the dark world was november 2013 and uh, thor ragnarok yeah. was november well, you think about how Dark World finished with obviously you know it's Loki that's on the throne. That's not, right. He's, not um, he's Odin. Hit, he's hidden and Odin. Then, but then and, they yeah. picked that up again four years later, and I didn't forget. No, I, I remembered because yeah, we're all sitting there were like Loki's yeah. the one that's still on the throne. Yeah, mm. that good story. Oh, for especially to, even though we didn't like the movie, it still stuck with us. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd say good ending. I wouldn't necessarily say good story, but I'd say yeah. it was a good mm. ending. Yeah, good ending. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, that was uh, Thor: The Dark World. That's number eight. Moving on, number nine, uh, April 2014. So it was only a, what, five-month gap. Mm-hmm. We had what I think is actually one of my favourite yes, Marvel movies. Definitely. definitely the pinnacle. Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Mm. Written Film. by Christopher Marcus, Stephen McFeely, and directed by the Russo brothers. Russo, An- Russo, Russo sorry. Anthony Matthew. Russo and Joe Russo. Now, this mm. is the first Marvel movie that they direct. Yep. They go on to direct a few more. After, mm. Obviously. Specifically... <laughs> Uh, Infinity War as well. Mm, yes. Um, but we've got our... So this is actually the first team-up of uh, the writers and directors who then go on to make Infinity War. Yeah. 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 So, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Uh, it turns out that Bucky, Bucky. Captain, Captain America's friend from the 40s... His best friend. ...who we thought was dead. Who was dead. Turns yes. out that he's actually alive and well and Very he's well a yeah. sleeper agent where he's basically been... Um, put on ice. He gets put on ice. Yeah, he gets cryogenically frozen, and then he get, basically gets brought out of freezing, mm. and he's been brainwashed, and he basically will do a mission, mm. yep. and then he will basically come back and get frozen again, and yep, and keeps going. Yeah. Um, I remember when this movie was coming out, and I think we were still had that bad taste in our mouth from Thor. Yeah. Mm. And I remember you being like, "Yeah, I'm just like meh about it," and I was like, "No, man, like the trailer is good." Watch the trailer. I remember you watch the trailer and you're like, okay, maybe yeah. we'll, maybe we will go see this one. And mm. do you know what one of the key scenes for me was? Mm. 
that scene in the trailer where Cap throws his shield at him mm. as he's running away and just at the last moment he turns around and grabs the shield <laughs> yeah. with his metal hand and Cap's like, oh, oh. Wait, what? <laughs> and it's like, because suddenly Cap's like, I'm not the really important powerful one here. Yeah, we're well, just mm. like, who are you? Because like, you don't, the reveal isn't until a lot later in the movie. Yeah. Mm. They could reveal that there if they mm, wanted yeah. to, but the reveal is so late in the game and then even then when it happens, you're just like, Wait a minute. Yeah. Especially for me, I was like, because I, I didn't, die? Rec- I didn't recognize him either. <laughs> no, with his I. long hair, I yeah. genuinely thought it was a different actor. I yeah. was like, is it actually Bucky or not? Yeah. But yeah, no, wonderful. And introduction to the Falcon. Yes, that's right. Yep. Yep. Introduction. Falcon appears in this one as well. Yeah. What sets this film apart is it's not going for a superhero vibe. It's mm-hmm. going for a political um, espionage thriller vibe. Yes. Yeah. All the great superhero movies, Dark Knight, Logan, they're not superhero films. They're near. They're um. They're noir crime dramas or yes. they're um a western drama type thing. Yeah. Um. And that's this one really struck a good chord. Um. That's right, because this is where they work out that Hydra has been implanted in. Yeah, Shield everything. For quite yeah, a and while. just the direction, just shifting mm. from the first Avenger to here, it's a lot mm. more serious, a lot more gritty. Yeah. Um, yep. It's really got that kind of um, Jason Bourne kind of feel to it. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. There's some, um, there's something going up in the higher arcs of business and whatnot. Actually, no, I remember that because again, I was flicking through some clips of these movies as I was preparing for this, and the scene where it, like where Bucky is trying to take out. Um, Scarlet Witch. Oh, sorry, not Scarlet Witch. Um, Scarlet Johansson. Scarlet Johansson, thank you. Uh, and Captain America in the street. And you're right, it's very, like, it's, there's no flying around or superheroes. It's guns and hiding yeah. and, like, tricking and, and kicking and exactly. punching. Even yeah. the way it's just Close edited. combat. Yeah. Like, yeah. quick cuts, like, um, handheld, like, that shaky kind of uh, subtle shakiness. It yeah. just mm. separ- differentiates itself so much from the kind of very much mm. um, comical. Yeah in a way in terms of comics um, 40s First Avenger so it was exactly the right move they needed to take yeah, yeah. there was only one thing in this movie that I, not that I didn't like but it confused me mm-hmm. especially now because we're so deep into the MCU there's a reference to Stephen Strange yes in this. I but was then, about to say that but then how does that throw in to the timeline of this MCU because obviously they're watching Stephen Strange but when you watch Doctor Strange it, it seems like Avengers has already happened so how do they know who he is back then when he isn't the Sorcerer Supreme? Kevin Feige, what are you doing, yeah. mate? Yeah, two things. Two One, things. They were, they'd been dropping hints in lots of movies about this. Like they mentioned Captain America in The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Back at, That's movie number two. You can yep. see him in the alternate um, the alternate opening of the film. Where really? He's, uh, it's it's in the um, like extras, basically. Sorry to sidetrack. Um, Bruce no, Banner no, goes us. out to like Antarctica or somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Um, he tries to kill himself. Um, but basically, before he can shoot it, he turns to the Hulk, and basically he smashes the ice, um, causing a bit of like of an avalanche. And as he smashes the ice, you basically see um, like a frozen figure with Captain America's suit on, um, Ooh. go towards the camera, very like blink and miss it. But Why yeah, didn't they do that? Uh, interesting. Yeah. Would have been yeah, awesome. Ultimate, yeah. Um, but that being said, there is the other thing I was going to say is that the Marvel timeline is very disconjointed. Yeah, like I remember, I have this document. Um, I'll try and find it. I might put it in the show notes if I can find it, where it's basically, um, it looks at the lead up to Avengers 1 mm. and it's this crazy, or maybe it's Avengers 2. It's this, like, for instance, there's this one part where it's like five of the movies happy, happen within one week. Mm. Well, I think Winter other. Soldier, the Bruce Brothers said, if you want to look at this story in a certain time frame, this happens over three days. Yeah. They and say that's just, how this movie pans out. Yeah. So, But that being said, you're mm. right. Like, Doctor Strange is... 
Not Doctor Strange. <laughs> He's not connected mm. to anything when his movie does come out, so yeah. maybe. But I, I think it was really just more of a like, we're hey nerds, yeah. here's a hint for you. Yeah, they'll like this. this they'll lap it up. Into. They will. All right, oh, moving on. Movie number ten. Yes. Random. Guardians of the Galaxy. Random. Damn. So random. Released only a few months later, August two thousand fourteen. Written by James Gunn and Nicole Perlman, and directed by James Gunn. Mm. So good. One of the only directors in the Marvel universe to be able to take one franchise through a trilogy. Yes. Although he's not finished that yet. Nope. Has finished it. Yeah. When the trailers were dropping for this film, I was pretty like, What's what the heck is? This? I was like, this I was, is yeah. weird. And I was that, thoroughly unimpressed. It was, I'll be honest. It was back in the time where um they were dropping. They started to do um trailers for trailers. So like trailer dropping tomorrow. Yeah, like, like a minute oh. long yeah, or thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. seconds long. Like little duck tent. I'm like, what is like, this? What? And then when I went to see it with my mates, I thought it was like. So the first five minutes, Starlord's on the planet, yeah. puts on his Walkman, puts on um, Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. Like, so good. I'm just like, all right, this is going to be a different Marvel this film. This is different, yeah. It's just so fresh, um, so original, and a good kind of shake-up to the universe. Because, mm. you know, since the universe has very much been kind of very serious, mm. um, there has been humour here and there. Yeah. I was trying to but there's been no real movie dedicated to just having a lot of fun, yeah. minus yeah. the Avengers. But with this one, mm. you kind of felt like, oh, this is sweet. I remember walking out of this, and I'll be honest, I walked out going, that had a great soundtrack, and I thought the rest of it was average. <laughs> Looking back on it, I think I probably judged it too harshly, but yes. I think because I was not super familiar with The Guardians, I walked out and was like, that was just too random. Mm-hmm. Like it, was, it felt completely separated, and I didn't quite like where that sat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going back... May, like looking on it now I'm like no actually it was a good movie and they were setting up something much bigger mm. but at the time I was just kind of like eh but yeah. clearly I was wrong in that but one I think that was the point was of course yeah. they've taken because obviously this all comes from comic books if, if we break it down to the nitty gritty it's comic books they've taken a comic book that didn't do well no. it didn't sell well no one really no, knew it it had a very small cluster of fans and now look at it yeah. You know who Star Lord oh, is. You, you know who Rocket you, is. It wouldn't have done well if they tried to adapt it and yeah. take it as serious as say Captain America. But this is yeah. what they needed. It's to... one of the most successful franchises yeah. in, in Marvel now. This is what they needed to do, though, to take us to space mm. and get yes. us closer to yeah, hundred percent Thanos and the Black Order mm. and you know who who's the bad guy in this one? Yeah, uh, uh, the Ronan, Ronan the Accuser. Yes, yeah. Ronan, Ronan the Accuser, you know? another Australian, Lee Pace. Yes. Yep. So that that's. It was a great choice, great foresight, mm. great planning. Yes. Yep. Brilliant. Yes. Well done, James. And now, and now we all look forward to Guardians of the Galaxy to see like what soundtrack's coming out next. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Following that, number 11, mm. Avengers Age of Ultron, released <gasps> May 2015, written by Joss Whedon, directed by Joss Whedon. Mm. What did we think? This is widely regarded as... I was actually... Well, I was talking to this with some friends of mine the other day, and I said, this is a movie that has some outstanding singular scenes but the movie as a whole could have been better mm. what do you think am i no, am no, i looking no. back on this too harsh yeah, no, i feel correct. similar i um i remember when i first saw this i was kind of had to talk to myself like yeah i i enjoyed i enjoyed that didn't i like <laughs> you had to convince yourself yeah, you yeah <laughs> i was like i do enjoy it um and i, I love ultron in here by James Spader. I just love his monologues. His monologues are sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree with you. There were some standout scenes and some other ones were a bit... This is where you could start to see the cracks start to form. With mm. the pressure of Avengers 1, we need this to be as good, but then you need to hit these marks as well yeah. going yeah. forward. 
and that's where the storyline I think started to suffer. And as good as Ultron was, mm-hmm. it was nothing like the comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so I haven't read any of the stories that have Ultron in it. Yeah, I, I, I read a few. He's, I do he's think scary that, in the comic books. See, I actually I think he's scary in this as well because I think he's he's well crafted. He's very well spoken, which is something that. Like, if you ever think of an AI, like, you think of, like, Siri or Google or Alexa or anything like that, mm. they're very stock standard. But yeah. when it has a character, it's suddenly really scary. Like, oh, wait, hang on. Yeah. This I think is, yeah. I think the thing that jarred me with Ultron is in the comic books, his mouth doesn't move. It's like this light that moves inside his mouth. Yeah. yeah where okay. here, like, he has lip, not lips, but, like, the... The slits like move. He talks. Yeah. yeah. Like, Which is what his first iteration is when he first appears in front of the group after yeah. the party. He doesn't. He doesn't have a mouth that moves. Yeah. It's just. It's. I would have up, preferred but... that. It would have been more jarring than this face yeah. on a metal body. If we're speaking about jarring, um, how about the Bruce Banner, um, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson relationship? Yeah, weird. Yeah, weird. really weird. Because if you look at Black Widow, she falls in love with. She's literally Tony played Stone. a love interest to like half of the Marvel but universe. In, 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 the co- in the comics, though, it's mainly in the comics um, uh, Captain America. She has children with him. And she has yeah. a thing with Daredevil as well. Really? But, she does. Yeah. She dates Daredevil for a bit. For a, wow. for a fair while. Look at that. Um, but yeah, the whole Bruce Banner thing was just like, huh? Why? Yeah. <laughs> bit weird. It was. like Didn't sit well. It just felt really forced, I mm. think. Yeah. Mm. That's a better way of describing it. Yeah, because it's like, it's like, I remember, like, they're suddenly together in, like, Hawkeye's place, and, you, and they're like, so, are we going to, it's like, what? I can't have children. I was like, this is a thing? What's going on? Yeah. She comes was, out from the shower in her robe and everything. Yeah, it was really, yeah, it just felt very forced. I can't um, have children. But anyway, Ultron. One of my favorite scenes is also in this one where um, Vision is first created. Yes. And he goes through, he tries to convince him, he's like, you know, I don't know if I can like make you trust me, mm. but we need to go. And he hands Thor's hammer across. Yeah, man. Well, and he's like, there was oh, that whole scene oh. of everyone trying to lift the hammer. Yes, yeah. and actually, that was my one of my mm. other favorite scenes is where Cap Captain grabs it, and he just slightly, slightly jars, <laughs> yeah. and Thor just instantly loses his smile and stares yeah. at Cap. I remember when the poster for this movie came out, and I remember kept say- I kept saying to you like, "Who's this guy in the top corner with a cape floating around?" And we were yeah. just like, "No idea, no idea who it could be." Yeah, didn't even consider the vision, mm. and and it was the vision. Yeah, yeah, when it happened, holding up the hammer, some guy in my cinema just dropped the f bomb, <laughs> just straight. Just it was just like, it was, so, oh. it was so good. And another Infinity Stone introduced. Yeah, yes. that's right. Coming out of the scepter, the Mind Stone. Yeah, Mind yep, Stone, mind stone. Mind the yellow one. Yes. Yeah. All right, on to the Sorry. next one. Next one. Then film. it was only two months later that we were revealed with a brand new superhero, mm. Ant Man. <sighs> Written by Edgar Wright, who also wrote the story for it, mm-hmm. and Joe Cornish, who also yep. wrote the story for it, and yep. the screenplay was also written by Adam McKay mm-hmm. and Paul Rudd. Yes. Yes. Which I did not realize until I was doing some uh, research for this. It was directed yeah. by Peyton Reed. So Paul Rudd is the actor who plays Ant-Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that he wrote part of the screenplay for this. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, obviously Edgar Wright was going to direct yeah. this. Um, well, he'd filmed some of it, hadn't he? Like, filmed I think a little bit. A little bit, yeah, like yeah. three weeks into production. Um, but him and Marvel had creative differences. Yeah, because um, I was saying to you yesterday that yep. that little team he has of like three guys or whatever mm. was meant to be like 18 strong. <laughs> and like the guy who has the Russian accent, yeah. obviously he was part of that team. And when he heard things were changing and people were getting cut, he was like, I'm not going to keep my role. Mm-hmm. And he was like one of the last ones to keep the role. Yeah, you know. So that's when um Adam McKay um and Paul Rudd came in and just tweaked the story. 
they um added mm. some things here and there. Okay. Yeah. So cool. it's good that Edgar still got a story, a writing credit. Um, him and Joe Cornish, his writing partner. Yeah. Which sucks because I would have loved to seen an um, Edgar Wright version. An Edgar Wright version of that. It's I definitely lo- up his street, like that. Yeah. Robbery. Oh, definitely. You know, in the dark kind of thing. Yeah. Like, really mm. good. And it would have maybe been a little bit darker as well. Mm. Not so family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> but even though his humor, though, it's very. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who is unaware, Ant Man was actually one of the in the comics the original Avengers team consisted of Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, the Incredible Hulk, Ant-Man, mm-hmm. and the Wasp. And the Wasp, yep. And Ant-Man was not Scott Lang, it no, was, was Hank Pym. Hank Pym, Hank Pym. Yeah, old that's man, right. Michael Douglas. Now, what do we think about bringing Ant-Man in as a character? I personally really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was, it was so lots good. of fun. It was, it was just like something different. Yeah, I'd uh, say fun. Out of yeah. all the characters, Ant-Man was like, Ant-Man? Hmm. I'll roll. He felt like a bit out of left field, um, yeah. but I, yeah, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this movie. As I said, I thought I think it was the element that I really enjoyed about it was the, as you said, Andrew, that kind of like heist theme yeah. kind of thing, mm. like how that's um, what he was. He's a cat burglar. Yeah, exactly. And just doing all that was just very, very interesting. And then yes. having Hank Pym try and train him because Hank Pym can't do it because he's being watched and all those mm. kind of things. Well, yeah. no, he's, he's exposed himself too much to the. Particles. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Pim. Um, the pim particle. However, that being said, uh, me as a scientist, there is a very the part where he's like, that. So the argument in this is that he's the way he can get smaller is that he shrinks the space between atoms. Pim. Yeah. Which is hundred percent fine. But then later on, he's smaller than an atom. <laughs> You're like this doesn't even <laughs> line up with your explanation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But doesn't he go into the, the quantum realm? Yeah, that's not how quantum works. Well, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> that's why I'm. That's why I'm teaching you, Andrew. I'm here. I'm I ain't here, here for to... science lesson. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, next well, look, one. That was Ant Man. That was number twelve. Okay, following on from that, a, uh, almost a year later, number thirteen, mm. Captain America: Civil War. Oh, so this, good. This very, was, very good. Uh, the well, coming back for Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely as mm. writers, and the Russo brothers as mm. directors. The brothers four. That's it. <laughs> Captain America, Civil War. Yeah. Introduction of two new characters as well. That's right. Black Panther was introduced. And? And... Spider-Man. Oh, no, okay, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. <laughs> yeah. I that's will right. fight Sp- both Spider-Man right into the MCU. <laughs> Correct. Yes. That was the first uh, ever yeah. iteration. And it's interesting because there was a big fan outcry because this is based off a very, very successful comic book very successful. event that happens in Marvel. Mm. Um. I remember you telling me about this comic book oh, event. And I was like, say again? I, I need this in my incredible. life. Incredible. It's mm. so well written, written by Mark Miller. Um, but in the comic book, Spider-Man plays a very significant Huge role. Huge role. And so there was lots of fan outcries. Like, how are you going to do Civil War without Spider-Man? Mm. Which is interesting because they didn't really do Civil War in the end. No. Not according to the comic. No. So no. it's like... They couldn't do it anyway. No, It'd be they, way too yeah. hard. Well, they correct. adapted it well for what they had and yeah. for the purposes of yep. the cinematic universe. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I do think that, although there is, again, there's a part of me that's like, this isn't the comic book you shouldn't have called a civil war, there is still, like, I still think that it's a good movie, but it, then you kind of go, well, did they really need Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> Like, for, for me, I, just because I love him. Yeah. I, you love Spider-Man, yeah. of course, Andrew. Look, but I would argue no. Yeah, I, I would argue they wouldn't need Spider-Man. They for the film. But, but yeah. this is, you know, future building, universe yeah, building. Exactly. So, yep. so that's why. Yeah. And for that reason, it's brilliant. Mm. But 
They yeah. didn't really yeah. need him for Civil War. No, mm. no, they didn't. Yeah, but it was it was very good because it uh, was Spider Man comes in. It really yeah. exceeded my expectations. Yeah, because 2016. Um, I'm a more of a DC fan than Marvel. So I was so hyped for Batman v Superman. Um, and then when, as a result, I wasn't watching <laughs> like heaps of trailers for like, I was like, eh, Civil War, Batman v Superman. Um, <laughs> yep. So, you know, after Batman Superman happened um, and we went to see Civil War, I was like, all right, let's see how we go into this. And the first 10 minutes, I was like, wow, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. This is going to be really good. And yeah. that final airport scene with everyone fighting each other. Yeah. And that's man what... going giant man. Yeah. Oh, oh, gave giant me shivers man. when he mm. did that. I was and like, Spider-Man yes! dropping the S-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, no, so I, good. That was brilliant. Mm. So and then good. the very iconic scene between Iron Man and Captain America with the beams against the shield. Yep, that's and, right. Oh, perfect. There was, there, was service for you. there was great memes that came out about this yeah. one where it's like... And more Iron Winter Man's Soldier story as well. Yes. Yeah. Trying to bring Winter Soldier back. And tying um, it all together, like he killed Tony Stark's parents. It was, also, mm. it was not only the introduction of Black Panther, but also the introduction of Wakanda. Wakanda. Because at the end of Civil War... Captain America escapes with Bucky, Bucky. to Wakanda. Mm. And they reference that in the right. Black Panther movie. Next one. Next one. Number 14. Introduction of a new character again. Released November 2016. Written by John Fates, Scott Derrickson, and C. Robert Cargill. Directed by Scott Derrickson. Doctor Strange. Mm. Doctor Stephen Strange. I felt pretty average on this one. Really? I really enjoyed this one. Why did you feel average? Just because I felt like it was a very similar... Very standard Marvel origin film. Well, yeah, we we yeah, had that discussion pa- afterwards, that. but we said there's no other way to do Doctor Strange because of how weird he is. It's true, but I don't know. Um, I mean, sure, that's cool, mm. but in the context of how many films there have been, 13 Marvel films before that Iron Man's already been established as kind of the centerpiece, mm. you just felt a little bit of fatigue. I felt like I'd kind of already watched it. Look, I, I'll pay that. I I agree that the, his origin story was very standard, but I would de- I'm not a huge like I haven't read much of Doctor Strange mm. in the comic world and stuff like that, yeah. but I would argue that for a layperson, his origin story is probably his most interesting story. Yeah. And Look, the one sorry, go on. I mean, I'm not like the film like Benedict Cumberbatch is fantastic. Oh, he's a phenomenal actor. He's like he's he's great. The visual effects were great. The villain as Marvel goes was pretty meh. Stock standard. Yeah, mm, stock standard yeah. meh. Um, I've come from your order, but now I've been betrayed, so now I'm going to kill everyone. And we're going to yep. start off the film with um, the villain murdering some people to establish that he is, that he's know, the bad guy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> One thing I did like, especially, though, that, that even though it was a stock standard kind of Marvel origin, because it was dealing with magic, I thought that was a good, fresh yeah. thing. We it got, was. You got to see that. Yeah. You know, we'd not seen anything like that before. Yeah, no. exactly. We'd just seen yes. some weird witch lady and mm. Suicide Squad shaking her hips. Yeah, <laughs> before Dun. that. So, but like you got Thank to see cool. the shadow realm and the dark realm, and yep. it was really cool to see those things. So also teased at us that we were going to get another Thor movie coming yeah. up. And then when he's like, end. when he's going through yeah. all the different like astral planes and stuff like that, the one with all the fingers and all the color, it was perfect. Yeah, that's very creepy, man. Very yeah, Steve Ditko. The visual effects yeah. that um that the, whole scene. Who's the, di- is who's the director? Director of Scott Doctor Strange is Scott Derrickson. And his favorite comic book is Doctor Strange. It's is he grew up reading it. He oh, loved really? it, so that's brilliant. why he did it. Oh, good on him. It's the only good film he's made to date. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, number 15, a very, uh, very strong fan favorite, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, mm. written by James Gunn, directed by James Gunn, released May 2017. Yep. Mm. What do you think? Very good. 
in the terms that the story I thought here was really good. Story was good. I thought it had a good depth yeah. and good heart to it. That okay. whole kind of father son. Story was good. I soundtrack mean, let me down. Oh really? I expected better. Okay, well mm. I loved it. Um, mm. I thought the soundtrack was awesome, and I just think um, it was very much kind of more of the same. You could feel that kind of the first kind of hour in. You were definitely getting hit with heaps and heaps and heaps of jokes. Um, but I thought at the end of the day, the story I really enjoyed that whole mm. um, sp- that you know that um Yondu is kind of the actual father figure to him. Um, and Quill kind of figuring that out and being so enormed with Kurt Russell at the start and whatnot. Yeah, I actually think... See, I was going to say, I think the story was actually the weak part of this. Okay. Um, Because I didn't think it was super... It wasn't a bad story. I just didn't think it was a very strong story. Okay. Um, But as you said, the Yondu mm. was a standout element in this. Yeah. Like, he was... He was almost the main character, really. Yeah. Um, And just his scene of, like, walking through and, like, that one scene where it's, like, him whistling his yeah. thing around. Oh, Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, so good. And with his uh, his his red mohawk fin, it was just oh, yeah. Oh, outstanding. Mm. Um, anything else on Guardians Two? As I said, I I personally thought that it was. I didn't think it was. It was really just a movie. Up, it wasn't really setting anything up, was it? It wasn't setting up. Not really. It was more, yeah. It was just kind of like. Mm. Just, Do you know what it was setting up? It was setting up um, Peter and Gamora mm. as a thing. Well. As in terms of the MCU, uh, yes. yeah. In terms of MCU, that was the real thing for it was, for itself as a little trilogy it franchise. Contained. It was yeah. setting up things, but yeah. for the future, it wasn't. That's true. Yeah, nothing much. for the the yeah. greater good. All right, right, next one. Again, only two months later, we get hit with another um, Marvel movie, number sixteen, Spider Man Homecoming. Yes, <sighs> with the largest team of writers in the world: <laughs> Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, John Watts, Christopher Ford, Christopher McKenna, and Eric Summers with John. Goldstein and John Francis Daly writing the story, directed by John Watts. <sighs> Man, they did well. <laughs> Look, do you know what I do? You know what I really appreciated about this? Mm-hmm. The Spider-Man movie where we didn't have to see Uncle Ben die or him get bit by a spider. Oh man. <laughs> Like it was we, just a story. Yeah, we know that story. Yeah. It's done, mm. sort out. Like, mm. just, oh, we have actually done a whole, we did do a whole episode on this, didn't we? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it was like um, second or third? Yeah. Oh, for the, in terms that. of time, just if you yeah. want to see my, hear my thoughts, just go check the episode out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, look, as I said, there's some standout scenes in this. It is actually our second episode ever. There you go. We talked about this. Um, it was released back, go back July 2017. Yeah. So almost a year ago now. Um, look, really enjoyed it. Thought it was good fun. I thought that it developed him as a character really yeah. well, and well, I think it set him as a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Presented as and him and struggling and with yes. just everyday kid stuff. Yeah. I got to do my homework. It's like yeah. he, in the final battle scene with the Falcon. Is the Falcon? No, uh, the, the Vulture. 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 Sorry, Vulture. He's on the side Bad of the man. plane, going just a normal night, going to prom, fighting my girlfriend's dad. That's yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, you know, just a normal. Day in the life of Spider-Man. He's That's fighting it. his girlfriend's dad. <laughs> it's so good. Also, Zendaya in this one, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Zendaya like, is good. Anyway, go listen anyway. to our episode on that because we go into it in great detail and it's, yeah. it's bringing me all back. Mm. Okay. Uh, it wasn't very long after that. Oh, sorry. Five months later, November 2017, Thor Ragnarok. Mm. The, the next two, we might not need to do too much. Yeah, we, we have done episodes separate on these. Episodes yeah, for so yeah. We'll, we'll quickly go through them. Thor yeah. Ragnarok, written by Eric Pearson, Craig Kyle, Christopher Yost, directed by Taika Waititi. Mm. Reinvention of Thor as a character mm. also sets up the Asgard connection within the galaxy as yes. opposed to this weird mythical place. Yep. yep. Um, look, brilliant. Brilliant. Outstanding. Funny. Good, great checkup. I'm, yep. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say it. My favorite Marvel movie. It's mm. up there. It's, 
I think it's just outstanding. Taika, great job. So good. Taika. So, so good. Mm. His next movie actually is a serious mm. um, World War II drama. It yes. is. Very interesting. Maybe. Anyway, number 18, mm. released this year, February 2018, written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole, directed by Ryan Coogler, Black Panther. Yep. Yeah. Again, we have a whole episode on this. Yeah. Um, we would encourage you to go back and listen to it. You yep. get our full thoughts. Yep. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Ryan Coogler. Oh, sorry. I, I was probably sitting in the middle. I, yeah. But, I mean, I really enjoyed it as a movie. Yeah. Andrew. Who was it written by? Uh, it was written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole. Directed by? Directed Ryan by Ryan Coogler. Coogler. Yep. We have mentioned that. Yeah. And Zach wasn't a huge fan of it. Oh, I just think it's okay. I it's, think it's another semi-origin story. It's just yep. overhyped, overrated. At the end of the day... Like, good that you're celebrating um, African culture and, you know, black people in film and what all of that, what it stands for, all about race, politics, all that's great. But as a film, it's very, very mediocre, I feel like. So, it's okay. Zach stands alone on his comments. Yeah. We are uh, not a part of this. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I, I respectfully disagree with you there. Yeah. But I would actually like to point this out. At the moment, as of 26th of April... It's the third highest grossing film in US box office history? It's, yeah, it's made $1.327 wow. Billion yeah. US dollars, and it's probably still making money. It yeah. cost two hundred million. Yeah. yeah, like the cultural impact is f- awesome. Yeah, I'm not like that yeah. stuff's all great, but on the bias of a film, <laughs> as I said, go <laughs> go and listen to our episode on Black Panther if you'd like some more information. Um, let's get on to it. The present. Oh, here we go. The nineteenth MCU movie to come out, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, directed mm. by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo. Yeah, the brothers four, as Andrew said just before. Yeah, mm-hmm. Avengers: In- Infinity War. Mm. What do you think? Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Andrew and I went and saw this together. Zach yes. was out of the country at the time. He saw I it was. later, and he sent us this message afterwards. Where he just said, it just said, "Boys, I am shook." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. All right. We're going to try and stay spoiler free for the moment, but it's not going to last long. No. So, um, five minutes. This is, as we just said, the culmination of 10 years of Marvel cinema. Thanos appears full, uh, in, in full frontal in mm. the camera. He is the main bad guy. He's collecting the Infinity Stones. Mm. There are f- six of them. Yep. Five of which we already have seen in the Marvel Universe already. Yep. yep. He is trying to get his hand singular yes. on all of them. Yeah, yeah. And his reason is to try and bring order to the galaxy. Because of I'm what happened spo- on his home planet. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spoil too much into that at the moment. But yeah. he's essentially trying to, yes, rule the galaxy yeah. or the universe. I thought this film was great. I thought it's definitely one of the top tier Marvel films yep. in line with uh, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and Winter Soldier I think what really separates this film apart from previous Avengers films not only does it have the usual heart and humour this one has depth to it in terms of its villain um, its character arcs and it has stakes which are set almost immediately front and yep. centre in the first five minutes it has a lot of stakes mm. yeah mm. and it's the usual like it's action packed it's fun but this one will make you feel like it'll make, it'll make you tear up you feel emotion and I think that's what makes it stand out granted um, we feel that because we're so invested in these characters. Of course, it takes 10 yep. years for us to be up at this point. But I feel like um, they did such a great job with Thanos just developing him um, and how um, how his kind of crusade, if you will, how that kind of falls back on him and how he feels about doing that. Yep. And then also um, how 
the rift between the Avengers, how that has, what that has caused between them and the relationships, I just think, yeah. yeah. Without going to spoilers. I would agree with you. I think Thanos is the standout of this movie. It's they've, a Thanos movie. Yeah, they've yeah. created, they've crafted him as a villain really well. They mm. go into his backstory very well and it doesn't feel jarring as well. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It, no, it doesn't. Like, it's very, it flows with the movie mm. and it comes in at appropriate times mm. and it gives you a bit here and a bit there and it tells you why he has become the way he has become. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I think, as you said, Zach, it brings all the characters in and it brings them in. Um, it doesn't, again, it doesn't feel forced. Now, it doesn't. It feels very organic. Yeah. And if you haven't seen all the other movies, you might be missing a bit. Mm. I don't know because we've obviously, we have seen them all. Mm. Um, but for me, it, yeah, it felt like they were, they all came in. It didn't, the ones that hadn't met each other, there was kind of enough that it wasn't just like, ah, oh, yeah. we're all here and we're all friends. Yes. But it wasn't a, like, you know, a big, how are they going to meet? It, you know, it happened. It, just, it, it does it actually well. happen yeah. organically. Like, it does. Yeah. Yeah. The pacing here is very well, um, mm. very well done, I feel like. And they've yep. also grouped the heroes relatively well, mm. I feel like. Yep. Um, they've made smart choices and they're not necessarily, um, like choices of groups that have been established in the comics, like that you might have usual like comics team up here of yeah. X character and Y character. Um, I also feel like this film um, doesn't set out um, to be fan service first. It's um, in the terms of Infinity War because yep. obviously it's based on a comic, Finley Gauntlet. Like there's points of fan service here and there, um, but I feel like it's definitely first off, it's trying to create a story appropriate to the universe and appropriate to what they're trying to tell in terms of Thanos. Um, and the characters, they're not trying to say, oh, let's insert this great moment here from this comic because all the fans will love this and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I would agree. It didn't feel at any point that there was a, like, this one scene is here for lip service or whatever. It felt, you're right, it felt yeah. like it was, we are telling a story and we're telling it how we want Purposefully. to. Purposefully. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, It is worth keeping in mind when you do go and see this that this is the first half of a two-part movie. Yes. That is one thing that if you haven't seen this yet, um, this is really, yeah, the first two and a half hours of a five-hour movie. Yeah. There is no resolution at the end. No. no. There is, it is literally just like left hanging and just kind of like pause, we'll come back in 13 months. And, yeah. Which and is stop. which is somewhat of its weakness. I don't feel like it is, but I can imagine some people... It's the only that, thing I didn't like. Yeah. It's been yeah. very heavily touted the culmination of the Marvel Universe, where it's like, well, no, it's not really. You have to wait 12 months to April next year, and yep. then we'll get some sort of finality. Yeah. Um, but as I said, the stakes are very much established here pretty early on, so you get this sense that something's going to happen. Yeah. Like, the universe has been shaken up in some way, and I think that's what sets it apart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Spoilers? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Should we We're... go through, like, um, chronologically? I think that might be the easiest thing to do. Chronologically. Yep. Chronologically, like all right, we are getting into oh. we are getting into spoiler territory now. If you haven't gone and seen this movie, I know we spent like what two minutes going through it spoiler free, but yeah, it's very hard to talk about. I mean, we say this every single movie, but it is it's hard to talk about, especially this. It's the nineteenth mm. movie over ten years. We need to talk about what is happening, especially considering it is the first half yeah. of a two part movie. Yes, yeah. so a lot of this is our kind of speculation of what's going to happen from here and mm. you know what do we think is good knowing what mm-hmm. we don't what we know now yeah. and what do we think is bad yeah. so if you haven't seen it i think i've given you enough now enough time now to pause it we are going to get into yeah. spoilers definitely go see it you don't want De- this to be spoiled for you yes definitely go and yeah. see it okay what's first zach what should we talk about first 
first off, I loved how immediately you're just thrown into um, the ship carrying about half the Asgardians, how it's just destroyed. Yes. We don't see Thanos destroying it. You just see Thanos there. You see um, Thor is on the ground lying next to him. Yep. Um, and Thanos is just there, full battle armor, and all of his, um, the Dark Order, like Heimdall's been stabbed. He's on the ground. He's aching. Um, and I just love seeing Thanos work over um, Hulk. Yeah. When Hulk comes out of nowhere, Thanos yeah. just beats him so much. And which, now- which I actually was annoyed at for the reasons I said before. Like Hulk, as if he gets ang- like if he gets angrier, he gets stronger. Yeah. But so this that, is the first again, time small yeah. small tidbit. But this is the first time Hulk's come up against someone that can challenge him. Yeah. Yep. And it's you just, know, like that yeah. can really challenge him. Like mm. this is a astral being. Yeah. You know, he's dealt with people on Earth before. Yeah, and as yeah. cliche as it is to set the scene, um And this is Thanos. <laughs> yeah. It is as cliche as it is to kind of set the scene where like the villains come in and wreck something. I just feel like here they set it um they've set it in a way like they didn't show him going about it. It's just accepted. Like you go there, oh he's just destroyed this whole place. And then yeah. he goes out and he just goes and strangles Loki and breaks his neck. Yeah. I feel like that has so much more weight to it because which was built- so quick. Yeah. I thought Loki was gonna have a much bigger yeah. part in this movie. Yeah. Oh no I didn't. Five minutes. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> because we've been with these characters like Doctor Strange, you don't know who they're killing, so it's like, oh yeah, they're just doing regular. Yeah, stuff. even, even actually after Thor Ragnarok, I thought yeah. that they had set him up for such a redemptive yeah, arc, especially definitely. considering he was the main villain in Avengers One. Yeah. I thought he was going to have a big part in this, and just literally five minutes gone. Yeah, mm. neck, I, neck I, broken. I assume this is where it would go. I didn't think he'd have too big of an arc in this story. He'd have a redemption oh, thing completely between him and his brother, between Thor, mm. which he did. You could see there was that look of like. I know this is wrong, so I'm going to try and mm. take yep. him out while I'm here. But he, it was the ultimate sacrifice. He, tri- yeah. he tried, and unfortunately, he died. Sets up a good arc yeah. for mm. Thor. He had maybe. a big enough arc from Avengers to now with yeah. what he done with Thanos. Yep, it's the only way it could have gone. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's right. how it starts and that's, off. That's probably a permanent death. That one. I oh think. yeah, <laughs> I reckon. Yep. All right. What's next? Dip, 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 trying to remember. They come to Earth. Um, they smash. The, Bla- the Black Order makes themselves present. Yes. Yes. Branks himself present. They just work over the Avengers. Yeah. That's right. Iron Man gets teamed up with. Doctor oh, Strange. Sorry. The Hulk gets thrown down to Earth. Yeah. By Hemdell. Hemdell. Yeah. Hemdell's does yeah, it, yeah. last act before he gets stabbed. Which I wasn't. Oh, interesting. I didn't see that coming. I thought he was going to send Thor away, mm. but it was Hulk that he sent yeah. away. Yeah. I just hope um, Korg and Valkyrie are okay. Yeah, see, that was actually something they'd say that, like, later on Thor says half the Asgardians were killed. Yeah. Mm. That implies that half of them got away. Yeah. Well, if you look back to the very start of the film, yes. there was two halves of the ship. Mm. Yes. The ship had been split in two. Yeah. It so. also makes sense as well, like, Loki and Thor and Heimdall are here, mm. like, yeah. someone's off leading them. Well, Hopefully you, it's Valkyrie. If you remember Thor Ragnarok, cause I was, only because I watched it recently, mm. Thor Ragnarok ends with... Thor and Loki standing in what seems to be Thor's bedroom yes. now, yep. looking out the window, and then that's when the ship comes into yep. view. So, yeah, they weren't in the front of the ship where the rest of the Asgardians were. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Pick apart, pick apart, pick yep. apart. Pick apart, pick apart, pick apart. All right, we then have uh, Doctor Strange come through with Iron Man. Yes. Iron Man, Spider-Man rocks up to help yep. Iron Man. Oh, yes, that's right. Iron Man's yeah. just about to get punched, and then like, the fist stops. Yep. And then Spider-Man's like, who's this guy? Hey, Mr. Yeah. Stark. <laughs> so funny. It's good. Very good. Doctor yep. Strange gets knocked out. Yeah, gets knocked out. Because yeah. Ebony Moore, I yes. think his name is, wants the Infinity mm. Stone around his neck. Yeah. 
And there's a spell around it. Yeah, he can't get it off him, so he I takes Doctor Strange. Yep. And Tony Stark's like, Spider Man, get him. Get yep. him back. Yeah. Chase pursues up into the sky, mm. onto a ship. Mm. And yeah. they disappear. Disappear. Off they go. Yeah. What I like, I really did enjoy the Black Order, how they were just seem really powerful. Yes, yeah. I agree. And just they just worked. They actually posed a threat. Oh, yeah. They seem very powerful until yeah, gets Captain it. America shows up. Yeah, then they kind of lose function. Mm. But and Captain America is just that good. Yeah. He is just that good. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Oh, what I would like to mention, um, sorry to deviate from this chronological no, thing, um, no, no, I just want fine. to talk about Thanos um, as a villain himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously he's... Um, well CGI'd. Oh, he's very well CGI'd. <laughs> the whole film's CGI'd. What I like about Thanos is that he's not out to rule the world like most villains. He's out to bring balance to the world. Yes. Um, and obviously, as explained in the film, his home planet Titan... Basically, they were running low on resources. Um, so his pr- proposition was, all right, mm. let's wipe out half the race. We can start over. Um, and then we'll be good as new then. They yep. were like, no, that's mass genocide. And he was like, well, you know, we have to do it. And I love how in the film he's mentioning, um, you know, a planet that I've um, basically genocided now. They're better off for it. You know, they're going to bed with their stomachs full and they're mm. sleeping in beds and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and just him saying that the strongest will of a man is... Um, you have the strongest will of a man is to do what doesn't need like, what you don't have the will to do mm. sorry that sounded really off but um yeah but that, it, like you said that's what makes Thanos do what he wants to do is because mm. of what happened on his home planet exactly and he yeah. couldn't stand it so in his mind he's like mm. if I can do it for my home planet I can do it for the rest of the exactly. for the rest of the universe yeah. Yeah. and yeah. even just to jump to the end when um when he's at the end and he's in that kind of um on that world and he's just watching the sunset mm. like he's not looking to like impose people like it's completely empty he just sits down by himself watches the sunset and just puts a smile on his face that is from Infinity Gauntlet the comic yeah is but, it? Same, same. but that world is inside the Soul Stone Soul Stone yes yes okay. it's inside the Soul Stone yeah. really where everyone okay. is in as well okay mm, that's that's what I thought I yeah. thought yeah yeah, yeah. So, but obviously that will definitely be. I mean, that does make looked sense. Looked into into the second movie, the final scene. Yeah. yeah, I just liked how much time they spent on Thanos. So good. Well, that's what the Russo brothers said. They said mm. if you really want to break this movie down, it's a Thanos origin story. Yes, yeah. you know, Which and it's is, very well done. Like, yeah. really, the Avengers are the side characters. Yes, Thanos is the lead. Mm. Really yeah. well done. So, and I, I think it's similar to um, uh, Killmonger in Black Panther. It is very. Similar. It is a. It is a villain whose reasoning you can relate to you like because yes. overpopulation is something that is I mean that's something that affects us here on earth down under in real life yeah. already um, not so much here in down under yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah and so that idea of like how do you deal with you know overpopulation and he's like well you know randomly killing people it's like well like I don't agree with you but I can see like mm. I mean you look at it and you're like it would work. And yeah. so it's that it's that relatableness. Mm. And him just get. going small price to pay. Yeah. And I loved um how they through flashbacks explored him and Gamora mm. and they yes. really explored how much Gamora meant to him. Yeah. Even yeah. though um, you know, her childhood wasn't the greatest, um he, she really meant a lot to him. Yeah. yeah. And when it came to the time where he had to um get the soul stone get the soul stone and sacrifice Gamora, it really broke him down to the point where he was crying. He had to yeah. sacrifice um, a soul. Yeah. But an important soul to yes. the person and I thought that's one of the yeah. best scenes of the film. Yeah. Him I agree. just breaking down like just because you well, think he's this massive kind of character and mm. he's shedding a tear for her. It's mm. like you don't usually see the villains kind of And yeah. the re not the reintroduction, but seeing a familiar face back on that planet. Yep, Red Skull. Red Skull, but not 
Hugo Weaving. Not Hugo Weaving. I know. Yeah. I did find that out. I know. It's the guy from Walking Dead. It so is. Thanos it is. comes. Crazy, Thanos, man. Thanos comes on to a a world to try and uh, find the Soul Stone, and he's mm. met with what looks like the Angel of Death. Um, and as the figure descends and steps into the light, you see that it's actually Red Skull. Now, mm. correct me if I'm wrong. No, no explanation was given to how he got there. No. no. So if you remember. Captain America, the first Avenger. He yep. has that final fight on the ship. Ship? Yes. Or plane, whatever. Yep. And I can't remember how it happens, but somehow he gets the Tesseract. Red Skull gets the Tesseract in his hand. It looks like it kills him, but it more, it kind of bifrosts him. It sends him up into the sky. He just disappears. Yeah. Like he doesn't get killed. He just disappears. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was trying to remember. I couldn't remember ha- what happened mm. at the end yeah. of it. So it, it, Red Skull never died. He just vanished. Yeah. So that's obviously where he went. Yeah. yeah. And I was shocked. When Gamora died, yes, no, I, no, was, I feel that's another permanent. I yeah, feel like a, as well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, mm. I feel that's another permanent. Unless, should we talk about the rest of the deaths? I reckon we might yeah. as well. So one, one I, on the train. Yeah. I was, I was at a, um, I was at a gaming night the other night, and I was, <laughs> of course I were. was the only person who <laughs> had. No, no, Dungeons and Dragons. Mate. No, Come there on. we go. So, uh, I was there, and I was the only person who had seen the movie at this point. Oh, wow. And at one point, someone, they were like, ha-ha, I think this is going to happen. Because obviously, the big going into this, people were like, I wonder who's going to die. Is it going to be Captain America or Iron Man? And yes. for those, if you're listening to this point, you've probably seen the you movie. Know, and you know yes. that half or more than half of the entire cast... But not those two. Yeah, quote, yeah. dies. Yes, you're right. Um, but it was funny because they were like, ha ha, what about this? And then one person's like, and they were sitting there and like, ha ha, wouldn't it be funny if like, you know, everyone's dead and it's just Thanos sitting there and he's won at the end. And I was like, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact. Because <laughs> I was yeah. like, uh, yeah. little do you know. <laughs> um, that being said, can I say the one thing that I think is actually the downfall of this movie? Yes, and it actually, ahead. It actually has nothing to do with the movie itself. Go ahead. The one thing that I think is a detriment to this movie yep. is the fact that Disney and Marvel have already got some confirmations of movies coming out. It is. I would yeah. agree. Now, if I, if, I, if I was in Kevin Feige's position, yes. and I'm clearly not going to be, but if I was, Marvel and Disney, they do not need to make money. They have money coming out the wazoo. They do. Confirming movies coming out, they don't need to do that. They do not. They do it to build hype. Mm. And if I were Disney and Marvel, I would have not announced a single movie. Or a sequel, like a Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming 2 yeah. or a now, Guardians of Galaxy 3. We are going to get into this, but um, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel are two movies that are confirmed. Mm. Those two, fine, cool, yes. whatever. Ant-Man yes. and the Wasp comes out July 2018, 6th yes. of July. Yes. So that, like, and he actually doesn't have any part in the movie. No, he doesn't. He's under house Cap- arrest. Yeah, Captain Marvel is a prequel series set yes. in the 80s, so that one's fine as well. 90s. Oh, thank you. 90s. Um, But... All other movies, yes, they should not have announced. I agree because I think that it defeats it. Sorry, it takes away from the enormity of these yeah, characters, the, the death. gravity of the yes, effect. Yes, thank you. Yeah, if you didn't know that there was going to be a Spider-Man: Homecoming two, a direct sequel, then you would be walking out of this movie going, "Oh my goodness, what what's going to happen?" Mm. But because you know that there's a Guardians three confirmed and there is a Spider-Man Homecoming 2 confirmed and almost Black or, Panther 2 confirmed yeah, as well yeah essentially yeah. I mean that's all but confirmed yes you kind of walk out of it going well if they can come back then everyone can come back yeah that's whereas how, if you didn't yeah. know mm. you'd, you'd walk out sure. exactly you would actually go anything is on because 
For those of you who aren't aware, the other reason why this is such a big moment in Marvel cinema is because lots of the actors' contracts were coming to an end. Mm. Which means that... Most notably, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Exactly. Which means that these movies were filmed back-to-back, their contracts could end at this point, and we would have no idea mm. if they were well, coming back or not. Um, it's not like we go, Chris, oh, they Chris died. Hemsworth has said, contractually, contractually, I'm done. Yeah. He, there's no... He hasn't signed on the dotted line for another Thor movie. Yeah. So see that there, mm. now we can go, whoa, hang on, maybe Thor. Yeah. Like th- that but is a real possibility. For, it's the same for Chris Evans. After Avengers is four, he's contractually done. And Robert Downey Jr. is yeah. contractually done. Yeah. But again, it's that kind of like, but all the current deaths is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah. they are, they're, you know, yeah. they're, they feel like, like all the Guardians mm. are gone. Yeah. Minus Rocket. Minus Rocket. Yeah. But there's a Guardians 3 coming out. Yeah, which is the thing, because all the people that disappear at the end once Thanos snaps his fingers and yep. removes half of existence, um, it's all... The characters are very much the future, quote-unquote, of the MCU. So you've got Spider-Man, you've got Black Panther, the Guardians, you've got Scarlet Witch. You've got all of these char- characters who weren't in the original Phase 1. Yeah. Um, mostly. Um, and then all the characters that survive, surprise, surprise, is um, Scarlet... <laughs> Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Johansson. Um, Blackwood... <laughs> Black Widow, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk. Um, then there's also there's Rocket who survived, Nebula, um, and then Michonne has survived as well. But yeah. more or less, it's the original kind of Avengers that have survived. Yeah, and I just, I, that's the thing for me. I walked out. I was like, so the big one was like one of the first characters to disappear on screen. It's Bucky. It well, sorry, Bucky. Bucky's like, oh okay. my goodness. But the next one I, I think is, is Black Panther. And it's like, yes. well. Yes. I was like, what? Like he's, he's not going anywhere. I was like, you just like it was made a unic- billion dollars at the box. <laughs> exactly. Black Panther made so much money that it paid for itself, oh. both Infinity War movies, yeah. and had a hundred million change. Yeah. Like, yeah, which like is he's why, gone. It's like, well, yeah. he's not. Which is my theory, and most of the internet, I feel like, is they're trapped inside the Soul Stone. Um, because you've got this scene um, when Thanos snaps his fingers, um, he's in this kind of orange kind of place and there's yep. um a little kind there's young Gamora there and um she's like oh you did it what did it take and I was like it took everything um and then as Andrew kind of mentioned that kind of place in the comics is inside the soul stone I feel like mm. they're all trapped inside the soul stone and some way or not um they'll get them out maybe using the time stone I, I don't know what will happen yeah. um but yeah see my original my original theory was that Scarlet Witch would do similar to what she did in the X-Men yeah, universe where no she more does a reset yeah because Scarlet Witch is supremely powerful yeah. in the comics. Yes. Um, but then she's gone. Yes. So that was that one gone. Oh, and so is Vision. Vision's dead as well. Already. Vision? Vision's, Vision's, Vision's gone. done. Who do we reckon is permanently dead? So I Loki, reckon... Loki, Gamora. Gamora, Vision. Yes. Yeah, I okay, that's what I thought dead. as well. Yeah. Every, that's the same. I walked out and I was like, no, they're all coming back. As as sad as especially Spider-Man's death was, like, because he was like freaking out, like, I don't want to go, Mr. Suck, I don't want to go, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, what's happening? Yeah. Like, that was pretty... Which was, that was a great scene. That like, was Tom Holland scene. was really good in that scene. Yeah. That made me well up a little bit. Yeah. All, he was just all like, of the I don't, others... I don't want to go. Exactly. Yeah. All of the others, you're like, yeah, oh, cool, like, part of the job. But when mm. Tom Holland as Spider-Man is like clinging for dear life literally onto Iron Man you're like oh man it that was powerful to, to me it seemed like his suit was holding him on just a little bit longer compared mm. to the rest of them yeah the rest of them kind of just like especially Falcon he took his goggles off and he just disappeared yeah, yeah. where Spider-Man was stood there then he kind of like felt pain mm. and then was looking at turn like I don't I don't want to go and he didn't disappear as quickly as the rest yeah. of them yeah he did yeah so actually Groot disappearing was one that I felt bad as well where yeah. Rocket's in there he's like Groot mm. 
Yeah. He didn't do much the whole movie, though. He just sat in his nah. little game. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I, that was actually another thing. There are a lot of characters in this movie that are brought in to fight and nothing else. Yes. Yep. I would well, dare what, say... To be honest, what apart- can you do with Groot? He does nothing No, no not even Groot. Yeah. Groot. Groot, I'm actually... I'm fine with. Mm. Groot's okay. Anyone who was in space had something to do. Yes. All the characters is. that were on Earth were very, like... like Bucky, Cap- Captain America. Bu- yeah, they, they um, existed Black to fight. Widow. Yeah, I was a bit... The smallest problem I have with this film is that I wasn't given enough Captain America. I would have liked... I would agree. Like to see him have a little bit... You can see from the start that he's still bitter about Stark. You can really see his yeah. performance. He's still mm. kind of not happy. Um, but... Him, Falcon, and Black Widow. I would have liked to see, like, what have they kind of been doing for the last two years? I'm there's sure a, that'll there's a comic it. book series if you want to know. Oh, that. great! I'll just go down to my local news agency and paint. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, that's that's how they've set it up. If you want to know what they've been doing leading up to this, they Kevin Feige. But also, it's like, are you knocking yeah. comic books? I'm not. I just get, <laughs> I just get annoyed at that kind of stuff. Well, that's the only thing. They can't yeah, like, make a movie for that. Well, they can well, just well, they, can actually verb- they, could. <laughs> they can verbally say it. Oh, we've been doing X and X and X. It will take. So then like, you're taking away dude, from another scene. You know, yeah, it's... but then make a whole other scene for it. The point is, it's a small problem. I just feel like I would have liked that. Yeah, this is me as a fanboy because I like Captain America and I like mm. Bucky. So that's, I just would have liked to see that because apart from that, you're right, Tyson. They just brought it into fight. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm. Well. Yeah, I think the only one. the only way they can go with this, mm. I don't that, I don't think that's that the they thing. will. Yeah, that, well, I this is the first Marvel film. I genuinely don't know where they're going to go. Yeah. I don't think they will, just because it'd be too on the nose if they do. Mm. In the Infinity Gaunt, not Infinity, Gaunt, in the Gauntlet comic book series, yes, um, somehow Nebula gets the Gauntlet. That's right, she does. And I, I don't know if she resets everything. I think what happens is they go to find Thanos, mm. wherever he is, and yeah. convince him to help them stop Nebula. Yeah. And then in doing that, I think he resets everything. Because it would be really interesting to see Thanos um, kind of having mind games with the Soul Stone and come mm. to terms with what he's done. Yeah. Um, it'd be really cool if he kind of gets um, taken by the power of the Soul Stone and yeah. how he's dealing with that, that kind of duality. That would be cool. See, I I think Gamora in the Soul Stone is going to be like the influence that yes. kind of tears him apart. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. One thing I actually uh, did really really like about this is that it um it felt like a comic book. Yeah, and what I mean by that is that there was there's like there's lots of arguments you could say like oh Doctor Strange defeated Dormammu by just r- like re- having a reset point and just keep going back and why couldn't they do it with that Thanos? Yep, cool, they could have. Thanos has the entire gauntlet and he still punches people. Mm. Yep, cool. Like well, you got Winter is- Soldier picking up Rocket mm. and like doing this spin like double gun like yeah. it's those scenes that felt very very um, like a homage to the to the genre of yeah. comic books yeah. just like we're gonna punch people and shoot things like yeah. mm. it was great that's what you go for yeah yeah and, <laughs> and it is re- I would dare say it's the best movie to date for that very sincere yeah. comic book feel it is yeah. has the action has the humor but as yep. I said before I still feel like it has that depth as well yeah. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Right. Infinity yeah. War. It was good. Any last comments? Oh, I just think it's interesting that Doctor Strange gave Thanos the time stone. Yeah, okay. So I was actually discussing this with um Adam mm-hmm. from uh, mm-hmm. Surviving the Apocalypse of the Nerds Way. Plug. Um, yeah, which I was on recently. Go and have a listen to the episodes. <laughs> oh, another plug. Doctor Strange has seen 14,605 scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only one, one of them, mm. they survive. Yes. Well, only one of them works. Oh, sorry, only one. Yeah. And we don't know what he saw. No. But I reckon what he's seen is... Mm-hmm. He gives it up. The a. Iron Man needs to survive. Yeah, yep. Tony Stark needs and to survive. And that 
given it Thanos up. Thanos gets yeah. the time stone. Yeah. Mm. Or doing it, that. Or one of those. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's both of those. You reckon it's both? I, I think reckon Tony Stark needs to stay al- alive mm-hmm. and without giving up that time stone, X, Y, and Z won't happen unless yeah. he does mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Doctor he's, Strange yeah. is very good like that. He's yeah. like, if I don't do this, one, two, and three won't happen. Mm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Mm. Also felt it was interesting that um, Stylo was a bit insecure in this film. Yeah, that that actually I think was a massive weakness. Um, the fact that he's, you know, when Thor's on, when Thor, Thor is first on the Guardian ship, he's very insecure about Gamora just well, looking at him, and then it's his first. If you really want to, look, it's his first challenge. Like he yeah. has, he has no challenge with Drax because it's completely different. Yeah, yeah, Rocket, no challenge. Yeah, yeah. He's like the Dream Boy. Yeah, yeah on yeah. that ship, and then. Thor comes in it's like oh, yeah. hold on a minute but then even still when he finds out Gamora's dead and he essentially kind of ruins the whole um, superhero's plan um, and just kind of babies out a bit I just thought it was interesting that they went that direction so that's it's emotion it is emotion yeah, yeah. but because like, I feel like they they made him become more of a human character instead of um, sorry they made him become more human than a character mm. I feel like because that's what all we kind of experience we're all kind of flawed but in he, that aspect he finally kisses her in this movie two movies no kiss nice. kisses her in this so yeah. He's in love. Yeah. And then yeah, he's lost, but he's lo- he's lost her without so, knowing. Like, fate of the universe. And it's like, I'm just going to punch you in the face, Thanos. Yeah. Which, like, as I said, human character. Yeah. I, feel like. I yeah. Nah, oh, well. I still think I was weak. Uh, All right. All right. Shuffle on. Any last, any last comments? Nope. Infinity War. Go see it. It's going to be a long year. Yep. It's, it look. Comes out exactly a year from now. Yeah. yeah. Very exciting. You need to remember that this is the first part of a two-part movie. You're not mm. going to get any resolution, but nope. definitely go and see it. Yes. Well that's, worth it. That's the yes, jarring yes, bit yes, of this yes. movie. Okay, yeah. the future Ministry. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, here we go. Skim through now. this one. First of all, released 6th of July this year, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm really Written by Chris McKenna, yeah. Eric Summers, Andrew Barra, Gabrielle Ferrari, and Paul Rudd again. Hello. And directed by Peyton Reed, mm. who's the uh, director of the original. Yes, director yes. of the original as well. I'm more interested in this now because of Ant-Man's absence in Infinity War. Yes, Beforehand, I, I was very like, another Ant-Man film, cool, I was going to yep. see it because it's a Marvel film, but now since he's, you know, he's mm. had an absence, I want to know where he fits into that and um, if it'll be when they all start to disappear, yeah. for yep. example. How this affects it. How yep. it'll affect yep. him. Yep. And I, the 100%, I'm with you as well. I think that, originally I was like, how are they going to do an Ant-Man movie like, directly after the mm. first half of a two-part. Like, I was just like, what's going on? But then he's not in Infinity War. I agree with you, Zach, 100%. I'm like, well, now I want to know what's ha- what's he doing in this time. Kevin Feige. Yeah, so Ant-Man and the Wasp looks very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to say about that? Ant-Man nope. and the Wasp? No. Nope. Comes out very soon. Um, Very, very exciting. Very soon. Um, this is an MCU, but yeah. Well, here's the thing. The next one it's is in kind association. Of, yeah, it's this is a bit of out of left field. We're we're talking about Venom. Venom comes out fifth of October, two thousand eighteen. This year, it's written by Kelly Marcel, Will Beale, Scott Rosenberg, and Jeff Pinkner, and it's directed by Ruben Fleischer. Mm. Now, this isn't technically part of the MCU. Or do we know? But it is in the trailer. It's in association with Marvel Studios. Yeah. And it's rumoured that Tom Holland might appear in it. That's why I feel like, yeah, it's rumoured that this may be a part of it. Yeah. And maybe Kevin Feige is keeping it hush-hush because we yeah. won't be surprised in the cinema. It's, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in this because I feel that it's presenting Eddie Brock as a hero-esque person and yes. Venom as kind of the villain mm. and given that duality it mm. looks like it'll be 
I think it's adding a depth to Venom that is, to be honest, absent in the comics. Yeah. And absent in the uh, mm. the first issue. Yeah, well, what would you say, Mr. Spider-Man? Yes. As uh, Mr. Spider-Man himself, Andrew, mm. what do you think? <laughs> I, I'm trying not to think. <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to be surprised because I. Yeah. If I, say, if is I, that a defensive thing on your part? It's a very defensive thing. So if okay. I want to get really nitty picky about this, I'm not happy. Okay. Really? Cause, Why? Because Spider-Man's not in it. It's not part of the MCU. He's a okay. big villain for Spider-Man, and now he's got his own movie. They've got it splashed everywhere in the trailer. The anti-hero. It's like no, no. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Because even though you know, like Eddie Brock is a human. Venom is the villain. Yes. The reason Eddie Brock is such a bad guy is because he hates Peter Parker mm-hmm. for taking a lot of his jobs and work from the Daily Bugle and stuff like that. Because they're both photographers. He's not a reporter. He's a photographer. Which, yeah. Which he hasn't done in um, in Spider-Man Homecoming, has he? No. He's not in the Daily Bugle. No. He's just a kid, man. He's just a kid. Yeah. So but and he starts working for the Daily Bugle while he's still in high school. Yeah. But freelance in life. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good so, point. So that's, Actually, that's, I why I, that. that's why I'm a little bit like, mm, I'm just going to sit back, let this happen, see what happens. Maybe I'll be very surprised and happy, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Been yeah. let down before with Venom. So. Well, I mean, Tom <laughs> Hardy as playing Eddie Brock, that's going to be... Should be good. Oh, it looks outstanding. The yeah. trailer came out for this recently and it's... Oh, it looks phenomenal. Yeah. Looks far better than Spider-Man 3 where they brought Venom in. We won't talk about this. Because they didn't bring Venom in. (laughs) Okay, so that comes out uh, October this year. Then, soon-ish after, 8th of March 2019, a huge writing team for Captain Marvel. I know. Anna Bowden, Liz Flaheve, Ryan Fleck, Meg Lefov, I'm saying these names wrong, Carly Mensch, Nicole Perlman, Genevieve Robertson Duaret, as directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Mm. So... Captain Marvel. I will be honest. I know very little about Captain Marvel in Same. the I probably know Marvel. Mm. All I know is she's she's a fighter pilot. She gets her powers from these gauntlet things that she wears, and she's got something to do with space, doesn't she? Something to do with space. Something yep. to do with Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's yeah. like a her power comes from like a a goddess or something. A god. A god. And it's being Jude played Law. being played by Jude Law. Jude Law. Oh. And he's called Marvel, and yep. she's Captain Marvel. Yeah, yes. interesting. So. I think it's cool. It's set in the 90s, and yeah. um, it's got Samuel Jackson as a young Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's also bringing back uh, Ronan the Accuser. Yeah, because she's and Kree, isn't she? She's... Oh, no, she's no, a human. She fights, she, fights human. A, she fights the scroll. Yes. The scroll. Scroll. Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, Agent Coulson's coming back as yes. well. His first appearance mm. since Avengers 1. Well, since Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season Well, exactly. Because <laughs> he was so popular that fans refused to let him die, and they're like, no, no. He didn't die. I would like, have okay, fine, we'll give him his own TV series. <laughs> nah, he was good. Like, I liked but that's him. it. He was good. Now he's dead. Do you know an Iron Man one? He doesn't have a name. He's just Agent. Agent. Yep. But good work for him. It's weird how characters oh, can do that sometimes. Mm. Yeah. There's like it's like we want to know a bit more about that guy. He was just an agent. We want to know about him. Okay, fine. His name is Agent Coulson, I guess. Phil. Cool. What does he do? He, oh, I don't know. He collects baseball cards. Sweet. We like him. Really? Well, now he's dead. No, he's not. No, no. You just saw him die on screen. No, he's not. Okay, fine. We'll give him a TV series. Like It's, it's weird how characters <laughs> like that happen. But, oh, anyway. Oh, well. Excuse so that's me. Captain Marvel. Mm. Now, the next one after that, 3rd of May 2019, is at the moment untitled. It is mm. Avengers number four. I will point yeah. out it's coming around the same date in the UK and 
Australia. Yes. About the 24th of April. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, directed by the Russo brothers again. Brothers four. It will be the culmination of what we've just talked about. Yes, the culma culmination. Yes, culmination. The, the extra culmination yes. of 11 years of Marvel <laughs> cinematic history. Um, yeah, look, we've yeah. kind of already talked about it. Cool. It's yeah. going to be the culmination. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. After that, number 24 in the... Well, if we're counting Venom, number 24 in the franchise... At the moment, untitled, but a sequel to Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yep, they made some interesting. Oh, Kevin Feige made some interesting comments about um wanting Spider-Man kind of being more grounded because you know it take a toll on a kid being in space for like a yes. couple and you know yeah whatever has happened to him or coming back from the exactly dead. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're looking to really kind of have him kind of chill in New York and whatnot. It's definitely gonna. I don't want to say grounded, but it's going to make him grow up. Yes. I yes. think the high school problems are not going to be so big for him anymore. No. And bad guys, I don't think he's really going to give him much of a chance. Mm. He's, he's probably going to be a little bit ruling with an iron fist. Mm. <laughs> if you well, want to say. it is directed by John Watts, same director as the first one. And yeah. it is Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, yes. um, who were part of the writing team for the first one. And mm. also part of the writing team for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I don't so. think they're going to call it Spider-Man Homecoming 2. I think it'll be called something else. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it's, it's so, going to be called something, but it, the point is it is a direct sequel. And as I yeah. said, this is, I think, actually a bit of a... I think it's a detriment to Marvel because it, it means that Tom Holland is coming back. Mm. And it's, as it's we said... Take out the gravity. Yeah, yes. exactly. And then Guardians Galaxy Volume 3. Yep, that's coming out yep. 2020, 2020 sometime. Yeah, 2020. Written, Written by James Gunn, directed by James Gunn. Gunn. It is going to be his... Final? Um, well, yes, he originally, unless, I mean, unless something happens, he was planning on this being a trilogy. That's it. Yep. So I don't so blame him. Good on him. There's nothing yep. wrong with that. No nope. closure. Nope. Mm. Which then also means, like, I mean, what happens to the Guardians after that? Mm-hmm. So Old we'll see. Well, Apparently, well, he has 180 songs that he's working through for the playlist for this. Let's hope they're good ones. Yep. <laughs> Oh, that's a rough, rough uh, call there, Look, Andrew. the first soundtrack was great. Everyone I loved every single opinion. one. The second one, I just didn't really know those songs that well. So it just yeah. didn't, okay. didn't resonate okay. with Fair me. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, especially the way he ended off the first one with Michael Jackson obviously leading into the 80s. Yeah. And then there wasn't one Michael Jackson song in the next movie. It was like, hold on. There's a lot more in the 80s than what you're yep. tapping into. So I don't know. Actually, one thing I never realized that Guardians 1 and 2 were so far in the past. Yeah. Well, they say between Avengers 2 and Infinity War, it's been four years for them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but even like Guardians 2 was set like 10 years before Infinity War. What? Yeah, because the, the thing he gets at the end is like a Zune yeah, or something, yeah. which is which they have not existed for a very long time. 2005. Yeah. Hey? 2005. 2005. So it's, mm. it is or set. three. I'm not too like, sure. Well, yeah, ages ago. Yeah. Anyway, Guardians anyway. of the Galaxy number three. They, that is all of the confirmed movies. Now, yeah. as we said, Black Panther sequel, all but it's, confirmed. They would, be, they would be insane not to do it. Yeah. Um, It'll be so, that or maybe Ryan Coogler may not want to do another one. I think mm, he'll come back and do another one just because yeah. Black Panther is his favourite character. Yeah. So okay. maybe. it'd be silly for him not to. Mm. Hopefully he can um, also set up like a big strong story maybe his own Black Panther arc in the same way that James Gunn has done it for the Guardians yeah, yeah. maybe hopefully that would be that would I would 100% be behind that yeah. he I'd doesn't have to worry Panther about series. doesn't have to worry about Stallone taking his franchise <laughs> <laughs> alright last thing I want to talk about is that um, Disney has recently Acquired. bought out yeah. Fox, Fox yes. uh, Entertainment 
Now, it it's not completely confirmed yet, but it is almost confirmed, which means that in that deal, they do pick up all of the X-Men cinematic franchises mm-hmm. and Fantastic Four. And Deadpool. Well, yeah, also, Deadpool technically comes under the, the X-Men banner. Yeah, yeah, the X-Men fair. banner, which is how they got away with that. Now, leading into this, yes, Marvel has just released a new line of Fantastic Four comics. Really? Because they obviously they stopped doing it for a while, and then obviously since they've gotten them back, they've now hyped up the stories yeah, again and okay. started writing new stories. Well, so normally when they do that thing, it means they're coming to the MCU. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's see. Because I've got an article here. Um, it uh, is actually a, a culmination of two articles, but I'll put the link up um, on the show notes. Basically, it's the everyone is thinking, you know, what's going to happen? Is X-Men Fantastic Four going to join the MCU? In the words of Kevin Feige, no. <laughs> because any of that deal, as in the Fox-Disney deal, um, would take a while to get going and years from whenever and if it ever happens. So certainly it won't impact the five movies we've announced mm. and it probably won't impact anything for a handful of years after that. Yeah. Because really, we're not thinking about that. We're thinking of delivering on what we promised. Any movie, especially for any characters we don't have the rights to yet until someone tells us we do, mm. would be even further than that. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to take that... It's going to be some time. Yeah. So obviously, before. we're finishing off phase three. Mm-hmm. Yep. With Infinity War 2 or whatever yep, it is. Avengers 4, 4. whatever yep. you're going to call it. Then we're going into Phase 4, which is going to consist of Ant-Man, uh, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, doing that whole mythological mm-hmm. side of it. Which A lot is, more magic in space. Yeah, magic yep. in space, Phase 4. But they haven't even announced the titles yet. No, obviously they haven't, but that's what Phase 4 is going to be. Yeah. So X-Men, Fantastic Four... I think we'd be very lucky to see it maybe in even phase phase, phase six. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be... Look, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. F- phase four would have been great if they were like, we're bringing the first family back, Avengers. Uh, not Avengers. <laughs> Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, phase four. But that's a perfect world, and unfortunately we don't live in one, so... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, There's that is it. That is our uh, Marvel special. We've gone through exhausting. every single... <laughs> Gosh. I'm tired. We've covered a lot. <laughs> Almost as tired as when I finished I feel like Infinity doing the, the 10 years was easier than that. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. gosh. I walked out physically exhausted from Infinity War. We, yeah. We just looked at each other like, whoa. I honestly am like, we've, we've got 12 months. Like, how? what are we going to do for the next 12 months? The questions. Oh. Questions. We, we got six months of not knowing anything. No. Then we'll have six months of hint, hint. Spoiler trailer, not spoiler trailer, like teaser trailer, mm. teaser trailer, teaser trailer. One character says this, an actual trailer. So we'll have six months of... Just be on the Marvel marketing team. I don't think I need that. <laughs> they don't need me. <laughs> All right. That is it. That is, we've gone through 25 movies in this mm. episode. Mm. Yeah. That's why it's been a little bit longer. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for sticking around for Thank all of that. You. Thank you very, very dear. Yep. That's been our Marvel special. Thank yes. you for joining us. Uh, for Screen Review Time Warp and the very exhausted I am yes. Tyson I'm Andrew and I'm Zach and make sure to check us out on Twitter what at SRTW Podcast alright so until next time yes go and watch yourself yeah Marvel movies yes. you've got 19 Excelsior. to pick from now we will see you next time on Screen Review Time Warp good <laughs> goodbye, goodbye.